Hi, welcome to This is the Pits. My name is Michael Oberst. And my name is Chelsea Greenwood. And uh, this week we are doing an animated movie called Sinbad from 2003, starring Brad Pitt, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, and... And we have a special guest today. Uh, Matt Sancombe from The Hard Times News is joining us to um, talk about Sinbad. Hi, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Thanks so much for having me. Of course. This is my 15th Sinbad podcast. I really appreciate you letting me come on. <laughs> yeah, I almost considered skipping this episode considering just how many Sinbad podcasts there are out there. It's, it's... Yeah, it's kind of... My friends make fun of me a bit because I ref- go on a lot of Sinbad podcasts. But... Yeah. Yeah, well, you're the foremost authority on this movie, so we're just honored to have you yeah, I'll be dropping today. in little factoids from time to time. <laughs> Great. Um, so, Matt, tell us like uh, about... The Hard Times News and what you do there, because like you started it, right? Yeah, um, that's fucking I awesome. Because I love Hard Times. I've like followed you guys since the beginning. I like I was obsessed with hardcore in the Bay Area growing up. So like, very. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have like two hardcore tattoos. I'm like fully in it. So um, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So Hard Times rules. <laughs> I couldn't be farther <laughs> removed from this world. Never heard. Of you or anything, <laughs> but I'm happy to have you here. Um, yeah, Hard Times is it's just a, like a satire site, but mm-hmm. based out of the punk scene. We ended up growing from that, so it's bigger now, and it covers a yeah. lot of uh, stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm just glad to hear that you're into it. You're from the Bay Area? What yeah, I, um, I grew up in Santa Cruz, and uh, when I was 17, mm. I booked a show. Like I was really like super like eager to be like the coolest punk so i booked a show with Sabretooth zombie and decoy mm-hmm. cool yeah decoy i used to follow that band around i have art from really from decoy in my wall my computer oh, my had, wall a, right had there, a decoy yeah. stat ta- uh, sticker on it for the longest time and i have a Sabretooth zombie tattoo so <laughs> do you think that maybe brad Chelsea, Pitt don't try to bring brad pitt fan? into this we're talking about hardcore <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah this is <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry to, to derail the podcast, but I, no, think, I think Brad Pitt would be. Honestly, be I think I Brad Pitt would get along really well with those guys. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Those are, uh... He does seem like a hardcore fan, if I'm being honest. Yeah, he seems like he would thoroughly enjoy sitting outside of a venue that he's not allowed to get in because he's not 18 and just hanging out and drinking beer and doing that. Like, it seems like he's that dude. What's the name of the guy who everyone talks about goes to hardcore shows, but he doesn't? He's like that super handsome actor guy. Um, uh, Morrissey? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the one with the blonde hair. I'm pretty sure he's the one who like picked that girl up in the movie, that big dramatic dance scene moment. Do you guys know what? who I'm talking about? Oh, Patrick Swayze? Mm, I must have. I have the wrong. That is the guy who picks her up, but that's, that's not the guy I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. He's dead. He's long dead. I think Maybe that this guy movies. like reenacted that in one of his movies. Let's not worry about it. Let's not slow down the podcast. Okay. okay. All right. Hard, hard Times is here to talk about Sinbad. Yeah. So, so let's get into it. Let's talk to Hard Times really quickly. Um, where can we follow you? What's, what's your... Uh, you can check us out at thehardtimes.net. And if you're a podcast fan, we just launched a podcast network, which you can find on our website, thehardtimes.net. That's all you need to know. Wait, what's your guys' podcast? We have two podcasts. We have one new podcast called The Hard Times Podcast. It's with me and my co-founder, Bill Conway. Uh And we interview musicians, comics, people from our world. Mm -hmm. We've released two episodes so far, one with Brian Baker Mm -hmm. of Bad Religion, Minor Threat, and one with Frank Turner. Um, Amazing. And then we have a second podcast that our friends from the Nerd uh, vertical we have hard drive are doing and it's they're watching every episode of the super mario brothers super show which is this weird like <laughs> like starts as live action then it turns into a comic and then it goes back to live action every episode it's this very bizarre show yeah mario oh, mario and luigi work as plumbers in new york city in a basement apartment it's very bizarre <laughs> oh wow that's what it yeah. is so yeah yeah there was a yeah um cool that sounds awesome to all of our 12 listeners, you guys <laughs> yeah, should tune in. For sure. Chelsea, how cold is it in New York right now? It's actually 50 degrees. Ooh, nice. And raining. It's it's not bad at all. Um, but it's about to get real cold tomorrow. Yeah. So. Okay, so let me just set the stage, um, Matt. So what we do is we talk about the year, and then we talk about the movie, and then we do our ratings for what we think 
about the movie. So this movie came out in 2003. It's been two years since Brad Pitt has had anything in theaters. Um, the last one being Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, wait, what the fuck was that weird break that he, like, he... So he recorded this at the end of 2001, but it didn't come out until 2003 because back in the day, animation took a really, really long time. It still does. Yeah, but it was different back then. Yeah, so... And he was shooting Troy. And he was shooting Troy. So just to set the stage uh, from where this movie came out, the Iraq War began that year. Uh, We got Saddam Hussein... I remember that weekend so well because I was interviewing to go to college here in New York City and it was snowing and all the whole magazine said, we got Saddam Hussein. And I said, yay. Oh, yeah. I I vaguely remember that. <laughs> so that was the time. That was the time. What more sticks out to me was when we got Osama bin Laden. Remember what a joy that was? We yeah. got him. Yeah. We got him. Well, yeah, the long, world long fucking time. lost its mind when that happened. All those pictures of him. I remember when we got Osama bin Laden. And every newscaster had like a recreation of his little spider hole that he was in, like on oh, their yeah. new set. And <laughs> yeah. like, we built this one out of wood just to show you how small of a space. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we used what we had around the office. It's like it's like made of of like paper clips, and they're like, it's pretty close to really what it looked like. Talk about. An end zone celebration. You you, you find yeah. the guy you're looking for, and you just like recreate his little hole that he was in. Look how scared yeah. he was. <laughs> yeah, the coward. Yeah. Um, just a few other things. Hey ya was the number one song of the year. That Love year. that song. Um, five Ener- five hour energy came to be. Mm. Okay. And they got famous because they had those like really low quality infomercial style commercials on major network commercial breaks uh what was it i don't remember um, it it was just like people in the office like but on grainy they were they were oh. just really really bad commercials that people um took to so that was a big thing in the ad world lord of the rings lord of the rings the return of the king and finding nemo came out that year and so the nerve i mean the sadness of being an animated movie that came out the same year as finding nemo and the sadness that this movie was released one week before pirates of the caribbean Mm. <laughs> that is the true this is pirates of the mediterranean <laughs> so people got the option to see two different pirate movies when they went to the movies the yes. next week and they did not choose one with one. johnny depp and one with brad <laughs> that's Pitt. right if like if i mean if i had the choice to um watch either of those two movies i wouldn't have chosen i think i didn't choose this movie like i think i did see pirates of the caribbean <laughs> when it came out and not this movie. 100% I have never seen this movie and would never have seen this movie if I didn't have to watch it for this movie. And we'll probably never watch it again. <laughs> no, but we will watch number two because he does it again. Mm. Oh, Sadly. fuck me. Matt, you don't have to participate in that, <laughs> even though you are but you're <laughs> the welcome to. authority. I'm, I'm going to watch it and comment all over episode two when it posts. Just like <laughs> You absolutely should. Um, so that's the world in which we live in. Oh, Paris Hilton's sex tape had come out then too. Uh, it was called One Night in Paris. Huge big deal in my life. Um, as a senior in high school, she was all the rage and, you know. Yeah. I was a little pothead about to come out to New York City. I was, I so 2003, I was a child. I was still a child. So, but like I was, I was waking up to this universe, um, so it was like all about Paris. I, I think that show Simple Life was on. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like peripherally aware of that. Super into Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> was like the fucking coolest movie I've ever seen. I was obsessed. Still love that movie, by the way. Seriously? Wow, Michael, I never knew. Yes, I still think it's a great movie. It's like as good as Ocean's Eleven. It's like a near perfect movie. Okay, that's so interesting. So interesting. <laughs> Matt, where were you in 2003? We're going to revisit this. 2003? <laughs> um, I guess I was in middle school. Yeah. You guys are both chickens? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm the granny. You're like, I wait, was, who's Paris Hilton? <laughs> I, I was probably in sixth or seventh grade. And, God um, damn, you stupid asshole. I was having my first kiss. Yeah. Oh, nice. <gasps> with who? What was her name? How did it happen? Tell me everything. Uh, my first kiss was with a woman named Shayleith. A woman? Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> she was a eighth grader. I was a... Oh, that's a woman. When you're grader. in sixth grade, that, that is a woman. Yeah. <laughs> she was a woman. She was... <laughs> she was... <laughs> 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 um, 
<laughs> oh my god, how'd you do it? Um, it was during break in between classes, and I had a class near hers, and we were hanging out, and we were sitting down, uh, like side by side, and then we just started kissing. And she wow. was ha, ta, 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 nothing more wow romantic. in the middle of the school day then did you ask her to go see sinbad the movie starring brad pitt and michelle pfeiffer i did and she said mm, sorry i already seen it so <laughs> she's like i'd rather and see pirates see with hank <laughs> um <laughs> hank who's hank i don't know i just made up another character Oh, gotcha. Hank's I an he was asshole. Like I was a little punk kid already, though. I had a little denim vest with a whole bunch of patches and studs on it because I had an older brother who introduced me to oh. the whole thing. See, I wish I had. Mm. My friend had an older brother, and that older brother was the one who we flocked to. I was the older brother. Like, my younger brother was way cooler because I, I showed him cool music. <laughs> mm. Older siblings always show you cooler music. Yeah. I don't know about that. My sister showed me Fish, the band. The PH. Let's talk about Sinbad. So what did you guys... Yeah, what did you guys think of the movie? I thought that this was probably the horniest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It seems like the people who were drawing it had a a half boner, like, the entire time. Like, I don't know how long it takes to animate a movie, but these guys were rock hard for all of those They took their time, too. Oh, my God. And the people who wrote the script, too. And this movie's for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That scene with the (laughs) sirens was kind of... Like, uh, like too much almost. Didn't it seem like it almost was like they were they would just write their way into like a, a porn scenario, like a porn opening, and then they just kind of stop before the porn. The porn. <laughs> that was like the movie just kept doing that. It kept just being like, oh no, you have to rescue me. How can I repay you? And then like yeah. a gentle look into the eyes, and then cut. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they're like, and then um, sword fight. I yeah. guess. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Can we talk about the particular scenes yet? Yeah. Yeah, okay. please. So there's one scene that um, – so their boat, they're going for the Book of Peace, and their boat is frozen in that lake or that little uh, mm-hmm. area of water. And yes. the love interest gets stolen by some giant bird and flown up to the top of this tower, right? And then right. so the hero, Brad Pitt, has to go up to the top of the tower to save her, um, uh-huh. which is normal. That's normal fantasy storytelling, right? Sure. But when he gets up there, he like <laughs> everything they do. If if they only did this one thing, it'd be fine. But they kept doing it so much. Like yeah. he like puts his hand over her mouth in like this weird like kind of kinky way, and then she yeah. like oh yeah, then, and they're in an ice ca- dungeon. Right, case. they're in a dungeon, and then she like likes it, and then she like <laughs> when he lets when he lets her go, she like gets like flustered and like kind of like is like ooh, I like that, and then oh yeah, and then so they, they don't know how to get down from the mountain, but they end up riding on brad pitt's shield but you know the way that they decide to ride is her on his lap jamming up and down all the way <laughs> oh, down this yeah. mountain oh yeah so, yeah so there's like a minute long scene of them just going boom 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 and it's on snow right and then so the way yeah. they get off the mountain is they <laughs> shoot out the side of the mountain with a huge spray of white <laughs> And then, then they land in a, a sail on top of a boat, and it closes over them like sheets on a bed with him in between yes. her legs on top of her. And they're like, and then they're like, yes, that is the most sexual moment. It's like the most postcoital. Like, Damn. Yeah, it's like it's a sex scene, but there's just no sex. It was really intense. I was like, this is the pervious movie I've ever seen. Well, and from the very get go, though, mm-hmm. they should they set it they set up the whole story with this like sea goddess who literally is like i think you're hot mm-hmm. and i want to fuck you and so i'm gonna like pick you to do this quest so i can watch you mm-hmm. like topless you know <laughs> sail the seven seas yeah the sea goddess <laughs> thing was like okay this is already there's strong sexual vibes but i felt like the, yeah. the s- snow mountain scene was when they were like all right this is just soft core <laughs> porn for kids <laughs> yeah that was the money shot yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think what was happening in the 90s i mean in, around this time though and still sometimes happens like sometimes it's well done and sometimes it's not is that like you want to walk the balance of having a children's movie be entertaining for grown-ups mm-hmm. right so you like put as much innuendo in as possible so that you can make it entertaining but a true good childhood movie like finding nemo doesn't need the innuendo right. yeah i was well, just gonna say turns out the way to make a good movie that adults enjoy is by just making it like a fucking good movie mm-hmm. <laughs> like thoroughly <laughs> yeah. do, like 
Like thinking through the whole story and the plot and like telling clever jokes instead of just like secretly drawing dicks in smoke. I was you know busting I mean? up laughing. Did you see that scene where he takes her hand <laughs> and they smile at each other and then he puts it on the, the steering wheel of the ship, but like on like oh, yeah. one of the wooden uh... spokes of the steering wheel and she looks at it like, ooh, and they like share this eye contact. Yeah, I mean, for a second I was like, is she going to start... Sucking that wheel? She looked like she was going to start stroking she it. She was going to mount that wheel, man. <laughs> She's going to throat that fucking wheel. Yeah, it's so funny. I think we have a couple things at play here with this movie. First of all, I didn't hate, hate, hate it. And I think it's hard to like truly analyze this as we have for like other movies that have had bigger budgets and we're supposed to be taken more seriously. So I just want to throw that out there. Like, Yeah. I mean, how critical can we actually how? get? And I didn't hate it. But, I mean, it was made, again, like every Brad Pitt movie since he becomes famous, with famous people to sell tickets to things. Like, it's not, nobody cared about this movie, so they could make it super hypersexual and whatever they wanted, because it didn't matter. Right. I mean, so, like, Matt, normally what we analyze, too, is, like, the fact that Brad Pitt is, for some reason, mega fucking famous like unbelievably the most famous person <laughs> of all time and like that's part of the reason we're doing this whole thing but like every movie he's hot off, that's why he's, he's hot famous. that's yeah. the thing he's exactly no but there's so many hotties but he's he's very hot brad pitt is, is so hot that he had to show ass in this animated movie did you guys exactly. notice that? Yep. Yes, I was just going to say. I sure did notice that, Matt. This movie. And in every other movie he's been in, we see either his top or his bottom. Yeah. No, regardless. <laughs> Matt, how many times did you masturbate during this movie? I mean, clearly you were. I was rock <laughs> really, hard this really time. really got you time. going. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, it's very yeah. erotic. But like, you know, cl- <laughs> clearly this movie was like, look, this is a post Shrek world. We've created, we've, we've broke the barrier and we've made a really good animated movie that was Shrek. And they're like, let's see if we can do a good cartoon movie. Hopefully Brad Pitt can save us. The thing is, Brad Pitt can only save you if you show him shirtless. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, or his face or his real true face or his gorgeous, unbelievably perfect face. Because I've got news for you. Brad Pitt himself is really attractive. I don't, I'm not attracted to Sinbad. Mm. No. You know? Why not? I'm way more attracted to Joseph Fiennes, who plays the prince. Mm. Who, mm. Why is he so nice and noble? I just... I, I wrote a note down because I was so stoned when I watched He's kind this of a... Movie. Honestly, he's kind of a cuck. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> no, I was, like, I, was like, I was like, dude, why do I... Like, why is he so nice and why am I so grossed out by the fact that he's nice? Like, why is the nice guy losing the game here? You know? And mm. I guess that could be told for all of the like romance tales throughout history, you know. Um, Marina is a bad person. Marina is the bad person in this. <laughs> if we're talking, well, isn't isn't the, the storyline that they were trying to to excuse her with? Isn't it that she had to marry for political reasons? Like she wasn't romantically yes. interested in the good guy. Yes. So the bad oh, and you let her off the hook. Come okay, on. I you, sort you, of get that. You want to take that ride down the snow mountain? Don't lie. Come on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I 100% would. I mean, how long have they been on that boat not fucking? No, they were fucking. I'm just so glad that you guys also saw all the pervy elements of this movie because I was worried that it was – I have a long-distance girlfriend. I haven't seen her in a little while, and I was worried that oh, I was no. losing my mind and that I was just, like, You're seeing like sex up. and everything. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm really glad to just get some backup here that this was no. softcore porn oh, for no. kids. Hundo P. Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. And I have to say, that's why I honestly didn't hate it. Like, this could have been really bad. This could have been, like, Teletubbies-style kids movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, where there's nothing going on. Yeah, I have to say, I was not impressed by their mix of drawn animation and then, uh, like, computer mm-hmm. animation. It was such a weird mix I was so thrown by that. It looked like, horrible. Yeah. It looked real bad. It was like they used a PS1 graphics thing as a background <laughs> to do some of the like uh, octopus tentacles moving, but then they drew right. over it. It looks like yeah. a mixed media sort of yeah. thing. It doesn't really... Totally. And they thought they were breaking the mold. Yeah, it didn't right. catch on. Right. They're like, think NBA Jam meets Steamboat Willie, yeah. and like this is yeah. what... It's, it just didn't work. Well, it's funny you should say that because it didn't work so much so that it was the last hand-drawn animated film for DreamWorks ever because wow. the, this movie nearly nearly bankrupted wow. all of DreamWorks. 
it got such a bad uh, reaction to it. <laughs> yeah, it looked yeah. really bad. Well, in the first scene, I'm like, wow, this movie looks like trash. <laughs> yeah, it looks like trash. And you, you don't want it to. I mean, and there was some really good. Pixar was churning out some really great shit at the time. It's like, we're not idiots, guys. What was like We've a what was like a Pixar stuff. equivalent thing during that time? Was like ants Finding out? Nemo. Yeah. Finding Nemo. Finding and Nemo ants. Was Finding out. Nemo. Yeah, these guys were like getting blown out of the park. And ants. Ants is dream yeah. work. This looks like if you didn't know the timeline, you would think this would have came out five or ten years before Finding Nemo. Exactly. Totally. And yeah. I the so this is my problem. We run into this over and over again with Brad Pitt. It's like they are trying to trick us into thinking they're making a good movie because they have big names. Mm-hmm. But it's like, dude, you can't pull the wool over our eyes like that. Like we know what we're we're not idiots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've seen better animated movies. Well, I think that's like also like the the super mega stars dilemma is that like. A lot of the movies that they get they get cast in for full rate are movies like this where they think that Brad Pitt is going to th- be the thing that makes the movie good. Whereas movies that they take a discount on, like Ocean's Eleven or like Fight Club, are like better because they're the quality is good and it's not about money and the pressure's off of them to carry the movie. But for a movie like this, the pressure's on Brad to carry the movie when it's just not a good movie. Mm. Right. He claims he's, he joined it because... He wanted a movie that his nieces and nephews could see because all the movies he's made in the last couple of years have been too adulthood for them. Um, and then Michelle Pfeiffer tried to quit like seven times, <laughs> but her kids, but her kids were like, "Please, mommy, do this for us." But she sent the script back like three or four times, and then finally was like, "Fuck it, I don't care if I do a good job." <laughs> Chelsea, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, who was hotter, the good guy Prince or the Allstate insurance guy? Uh, I'm so glad you asked I am so glad you asked so Kale was like he could I mean here's the question who do I want to marry if we could marry fuck Kale Uh let's play that game okay Okay? I would marry the prince the noble nice prince he'd treat me well for eternity and I'd live wonderfully Mm -hmm. I would fuck the Allstate insurance guy Mm -hmm. (laughs) big time because damn yeah Yeah, I mean he's got pecs for days yeah, he does. He could the just biggest nipples. Swirl and swirl me around, you know. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> um, and then I would kill fucking Sinbad. I got news for you. Sinbad just does not do it for me at all. Even with Brad Pitt's fucking midwestern accent. You don't like the trifling man character, huh? That's something you're not into. Is he's running around, you know, he's stealing his his I think friend's he girl. Seems, he's cocky, and he seems like he's dumb. Yeah. And he's a woman hater, and he's a chauvinist pig. He is to begin yeah. with. Yeah, he doesn't she want her to. Turns him around. Yeah, he doesn't want her to drive the ship and all that sort of stuff. Matt um, he says, "I'll drive your ship." Let's do. I want to do Mary Fuck Kill with you, but uh, do can you do Marina, um, the uh, Michelle Pfeiffer character, and the giant squid alien at the beginning? <laughs> uh, Marina was pretty fucking mm. hot. I'm gonna be honest. So I'm probably gonna have to marry and fuck her. Uh, and then no, you can't do that. You but then you have to that. kill both the alien squid and. If you marry someone, you get to fuck them. So that's the point. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna. Want, to I'm. T- fuck them she's still hot enough. I want to do both. Um, and then <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and <clears throat> kill the entire crew. I'm gonna poke a hole in the bottom of the ship. Um, <laughs> sink go ahead and sink the boat. Oh, you weren't wild about the crew, huh? Yeah, the crew is super corny. Um, like that, like kind of almost like half human half monkey character who was like the uh oh, the guy oh yeah like that felt for some reason felt racist it felt like a lion king sort of they wanted it they wanted the character from the lion king you know like um like a baboon right. or something but they like had to make it a human too it was weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was always like appearing on the screen hanging upside down and stuff it, whatever mm-hmm. it's a kid's movie but yeah. yeah no i mean we're here to analyze yeah. the shit out of this movie. <laughs> yeah so then you you would just fuck the the sea witch, um, the witch lady. Oh, the heiress is that what she called herself? Ares, yeah, heiress. Heiress, yeah. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> I refuse to play by your rules. I'm marrying and fucking okay. Marina. Okay. All right, all right. Dude, so. Marina was thick. <laughs> was she? I see. I didn't like her so much. No, no I didn't. Like her. I liked her the best. She was like a beautiful, like caramel skin. I think it was the acting. Woman. Well, the she was beautiful to behold. Yeah. But I was thinking from a voice actor's perspective. I didn't like Catherine Zeta Jones. I couldn't tell what kind of accent she had. She kept flipping in between like British and Spanish and 
English and American, and I just didn't know. Yeah, was she was doing that thing where it's like just she's trying to sound rich by doing a vaguely British <laughs> accent. Yeah, yes, exactly, Michael. Well, all I, I, I wasn't listening to her accent. All I know is that when she put her hand on that steering wheel, I almost passed yes. out. All right, Matt. Yeah. Matt was blinded. I mean, we by all love. know that you were just—you were literally furiously <laughs> masturbating this time. When we get to ratings, it's just going to be like ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah. By the way, listeners, uh, I've never met Matt before until this very moment. So that's how close we get on this podcast. Yeah. yeah well, it's uh, you know, it works. Um, okay, well, I don't want to play Mary Fuck Kill, and I want to do Kale. I want to do Chelsea's version, but I'm changing it. Um, okay. I want to marry Kale because I want to rest my head on his on his pillowy pecs <laughs> for pecs, all of eternity. Yeah. I want him to carry me like a baby, yeah. and I want to rest mm-hmm. my head on his pillow of pecs. Those pecs were some of the finest pecs, I have to be honest. Yeah, and I want to fuck Sinbad because I think that... Um, <laughs> I think he seems like he would be a like a, a rough but tender lover. You know what I mean? Like rough around the edges, but then he would want to cuddle after. Um, I mean, that's what happened on the snow mountain. Exactly, hundred percent. I've seen how he. I've seen what he can do, <laughs> and I I bought into it. And I don't want to kill that stupid spineless prince. I'm sorry. I know he's your husband, but you know what? Fuck him. We're betrothed, Michael, and you're not invited to our wedding. (laughs) Well, sorry about that. You're invited to me and Kale's wedding. And let me tell you, uh, I don't know what to tell you about it. It's going to be on the high seas. No, I get seasick, so (laughs) it's not. Um, Have you guys ever like actually had a crush on a cartoon character? Yeah. Yeah, Marina. <laughs> is Marina's your bit, your one? I used to have such a crush on Trent from Daria. You you guys are way too oh, young for Daria, but no, I knew he was Daria. So hot. I'm trying to think if I really? ever have. I don't. I feel like I. I don't know. I feel like probably not. I feel like kind of like a little bit for every. I feel like every cartoon has like the love interest character girl, and I you know yeah. I feel a little something, but I've never like thought about like oh that's a particular cartoon character who I find attractive. Um, so I'm still searching for Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid everywhere I go. Oh, yeah, we've talked about how problematic <laughs> The Little Mermaid is, and Chelsea gets so defensive because she's obsessed with I don't give up. Fuck! <laughs> I have a boyfriend. It doesn't matter. I am still searching for Prince He's, Eric until the day I die. Is is Prince Eric your, um, like, exception? Yeah, You're I mean, one. that's the one, the one guy. That's kind of like, like the one weird thing about relationships, right? Is that things are super problematic unless you're into them. Like, you're not supposed to yeah. smother someone's face in an ice mountain unless they want, <laughs> want that. And then, unless they ask and for it. And then you're going to get in trouble if you don't smother hard enough. Their you know? whole thing, though, yeah, their whole thing is, like, we're saying we don't want to, but really, we really, really want to. Mm-hmm. We like pretending that we hate each other, but really, we've always been in love since we were kids. Yeah, that's It's like, just like... You know? It's the it's the perfect hard to get scenario. It's just like watch this. Watch me bring it back. It's just like Brad and Angelina Jolie. Mm. You know what oh I mean? God. We I shouldn't, but we should. Can't stand. Listeners, we're all in different cities right now. I'm in LA. Chelsea's in New York, and Matt is in good old Pacifica, which Did you is say you're a in great different city. listeners. I don't, dude, that sort of sounds like an abusive Did power. I? You guys are all your. Your we're all <laughs> podcast hosts could not hook up with podcast we're all listeners. In deep. All right, yikes. Um, did, I meant to say cities, but I mean, I guess technically you did. If you did say cities, well, you said listeners. We're all in different cities. Uh, I mean, I technically, we all also listeners. are all a different listeners, technically. But I mean, I get it. a listener in me. Hey, any listeners out there want to get get in? <laughs> want to get in? Want to get, get in this? Okay, we're being so gross. Yeah, um, let's bring it back to the movie for two seconds. <laughs> I mean, this movie is like clearly. It's just screaming to be. We're only being as gross as the movie. <laughs> yeah, Truly. I'm delighted by it. Um, Michael, how much? How much did it cost to make this movie, and how did it do in the box office? Uh, so this movie cost sixty million dollars to make, which well, is a lot of a money lot. to make this a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, for something that looks the way that it looks, that's yeah. way too much money. Did you guys watch the um, like? making of featurette for this movie it's on no. youtube no. yeah it's so Michael, fucking zany. Tell me everything. it's so bizarre because 
Like, the filmmakers are the nerdiest of nerds, and I think you're absolutely right, Matt. I think they just, like, walked around the office with boners all day because <laughs> they, <laughs> they're, like, so nerdy. And in the little featurette, they, like, are just, like, making the stupidest little jokes, and it's so clear that they're bored and isolated. Um, and it looks like it was a very just strange place to work during that time. Like, I feel like if I visited that office at that time, I would leave and be, just be like, I feel super weird right now. Um, yeah. Did they say how long it, it took? No, but it seems like it took a long time because it also seems like Brad Pitt did a good job because he was able to like take his time with his words and not have to worry about how his face looks, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. his, like, his face is like a half of what he's like known for. So. Oh, he would hate to hear you say that. I'm sorry, Brad. Sorry, Brad. Yeah. Also, Matt, we've realized You're that- You're more than just your looks, Bradley. <laughs> yeah. We've realized that he's um, obsessed with not being associated with how attractive he is, but also... Is that true? You know. Yeah. I mean, totally. Yeah. He, like, he like really rebelled against the fact that he was known as just purely a heartthrob for a long time. What's happened over the course of this podcast, too, is that we've developed... Well, at least I have developed in my head this relationship with Brad as, like, a friend who's like a little bit more than a friend mm-hmm. i'm also feel as though i'm his counselor slash therapist yeah i am you know i'm his cheerleader so like i feel like i know brad pitt like if brad pitt was walking down the street i would be like my pal mm-hmm. you know i would talk to talk him about how you're feeling i would today. creep him the fuck out because of how casually yeah. i would talk to him and how much i weirdly knew about him like but also we've created these we've created these like uh personality traits about him that we have one hundred percent do not know that he. Well, is. let me like that. So our whole theory about him rebelling against his looks is entirely made up from us. Well, let me just <laughs> oh, yeah. ease you guys' concern that you, the situation never happened because the security guards would definitely see it coming and stop you. So, yeah, you never get the chance. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. His Fair security enough. guards. Um, Have you would... invited him on the pod? On the pod? No. no. We're gonna wait till till towards the end. You should do it. Um, because the thing is, we'll tell the security guards. But wait, we hosted this as a Pitts podcast, and they're like, "Oh, these are the super crazy." Like, they're going to murder you in your sleep, Brad. Stay away from I them. sent you a yeah. cup of my blood. Did you get my blood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you get the blood, Brad? <laughs> um, um, but how much money did it make, Michael? A $60 million budget. Um, it opened the opening weekend. It made $6 million. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking... That's my almost sunk dream work. It's horrendous. And... Oh, my God. That's... It's, they must have been so. It opened fourth. So sad. The opening weekend, it was fourth in the theaters, and it was behind like, uh, uh, Legally Blonde and two and Terminator three. Mm. <laughs> On its opening weekend, it was behind two sequels. Those are uh, those are big fucking franchises, though. I don't know why they let it yeah. come out close to Pirates of the Caribbean and the Terminator and Legally Blonde. That seems. I it's think almost like they had eighty million dollars to burn. This is, I yeah. Think this is the type burn. of movie you got to release on a week where there's no movies coming out, right? Oh, well, I exactly. think they thought uh, Legally Blonde two and Terminator three. This would be a good movie to release because those are sequels. Little mm-hmm. did they know, it was. Uh, there's. I don't think there was the, a good. The time movie to they made was garbage. Yeah, the thing is, the movie they made was not as good as they thought they were making. So, um, I see. I I think that they didn't think they were making a good movie, and they didn't give a fuck, and they have way too much money. Yeah, um, it because like it didn't look good. No, did not look good. Um, it's it's total domestic gross was twenty six million dollars, um, which is still also abysmal. Um, it's total lifetime gross worldwide, $80.7 million. Oh, so they pulled wow, it out so in, the, in no the long run. That's, that's me renting it on Amazon. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. Still they, the money trickling in. Yeah. Exactly. The producers were probably well, like, you're oh, the expert. Three You've seen it so many times. Yeah. Or the, uh, the money, the money for that movie. So that's, that's how that went. And then for some reason they decided to make a fucking second one. They're like, you know what? I think people just didn't get it. Let's go for it again. Shh. Shocking! Yeah. I'm telling you, someone made a deal with someone accidentally, and they were like, "We need to burn eighty million dollars now." <laughs> like, That's crazy to to do sixty million and then six million on the first weekend, and then want to make a sequel. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm telling you, there's something shifty happening. <clears throat> maybe here. there's some, some other, <clears throat> maybe there's some other like element to it, like. They were selling a whole bunch of pirate merchandise. You know what I mean? Like in stores or something. You know, there's all well, those pirates were big oh, in general. Enough. Yeah. 
There was a McDonald's toy for this movie. Yeah, so it's like maybe they were right. making the money up somewhere else on like the intellectual property. I, I do know. honestly remember when this movie came out. That's I remember a, a lot of the uh, the marketing for it, and I remember that it was around. I don't remember actually seeing it. I may have seen it, but I don't. I, I kind of remember actually the scene with the the siren thing. Um, like as I was watching it, I was like, "Wait a minute, did I see this?" There's always like I feel like big companies. There's probably was a CEO that was like everyone else has a pirate franchise. We need a pirate franchise. Why? Dude, why? Katzenberg. Why is our pirate yeah. franchise not doing well enough? Make a second one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You're probably right. They probably were just like, "Look, we started a pirate franchise. Pirates are super big right now. Let's just expand." Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, what was your guys's favorite moment? Well, we all know what yours was, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> But I really liked it when the island turned into a fish guy head thing oh, and yeah. came out. And I was like, this is kind of cool and unexpected. And there was the slimiest juice that they were throwing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> They're like lobbing gooiness. Mm-hmm. My favorite moment was oh. when she had her hair up in a bun and then she let it down and it was short. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's You know what? I was thinking she'd look better with long hair, but she had the heart of a spirit. Like, her spirit was out on the open seas. And so you can't have long hair in the open seas because you get dreadlocks, like Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Her her husband really took it pretty well that she was not going to, like, I don't that she think cheated he loved her because I think he was a homosexual. <laughs> mm. I'm not kidding you. You want to know why he stayed for Sinbad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're fucking right. I am right. He was like, cool, bitch. I don't need no beard He didn't no even miss her. Yeah, he's like, I don't need a beard. Later, fag hag. He's like, I just pined for Sinbad on the seven seas. They both wanted him. Oh, my God. You're so right. Matt, can you confirm or deny? Hmm. Uh, you know, I wasn't picking up those vibes, but I could be off. I don't know. I mm. felt like he was just so much the archetypal, like, I will throw myself on the grenade character. Um, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. hate those characters. I thought but you said you liked so, him. Yeah, you wanted to marry him. Well, I like him, but I mean the character. So that's the other thing about this movie is that normally for me, it doesn't take a lot for me to like a movie when it comes to romance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Their whole like push and pull and tug and mm-hmm. rub <laughs> was um, like usually that works for me and I don't care if the movie's the worst movie in the entire world because they don't love each other and then they love each other and I am into it. Yeah. So that's why I didn't like actually hate this movie because it was a romance. <laughs> also, I was high out of my mind, let me tell you, when I watched right. it. Just so hungover, stoned to the nines, fell asleep in the middle of it, woke back up. <laughs> I thought that there, there was some like nice moments in the movie, like animation-wise. Uh, when that big giant bird came down and the snow was like falling off of its wings, it, there was a little bit of like a majestic vibe. You know, it's like it had its moments okay. of like, oh, this is like what animation was cool when you were a kid, like The Lion King. But, you know, The Lion King gets it right every fucking scene. And sure. Sin- Sinbad yeah. has two or three scenes that look cool. But, yeah, there, there were a couple of moments. Yeah, they tried. Um, yeah. I think it was the moments without without the 3D animation, too. It was when they went full the hand yeah, drawn. full hand drawn and took their time. There was a couple of cool looking things. Oh, you know. Yeah. OK, you know what my favorite moment actually was, was how like how much they honored the sacredness of a crossing your heart and how Mm. like to children, like when you say cross my heart, hope to die like that, truly you mean it. You like mean that shit. And they, and I think Sinbad was like, kids will get it. Like kids will get that. If you cross your heart, you literally cannot break that. It's like a pinky promise. Like it's Mm -hmm. the most sacred type of promise. And I appreciate it. I don't remember a crossing of the heart. Who crossed their heart? Are you kidding? Um, the heiress. Heir, the heiress did it with a knife. She didn't cross. Yeah, yeah she oh, did. She, but she, like, she said. Cut into herself. I didn't realize she said like cross your heart. I thought, well, that's only if you're a goddess. No, she have actually crossed her. Well, maybe, but it doesn't like. So, like me as a t- six-year-old girl would be like, I'm a goddess. Exactly. Hypersexualized goddess. That's so, why you say like cross my heart. Her. I'm a goddess. So, there were a lot of devious 
trickster women in this storyline. <laughs> I loved them all. Yeah, everyone, every woman who came up to these guys was just trying to manipulate them in some way. Anyone, anyone else? <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely you does not pass the test. You see these fucking nerds, yeah. nerds, horny as fuck, being like yeah. that bitch scored me at exactly. the like at, at the McDonald's drive-in yesterday. Exactly. It was hundred percent. Like, uh, like she tricks him. In the the goddess tricks him with sex and appeal yeah. like that, and then. Yeah. The uh, the woman sneaks onto the uh, the boat and ruins the male friend group and it's just like over right? and over and over again that theme yeah, keeps coming absolutely. popping up. Chelsea, um, I'm surprised you so haven't funny. brought up Spike yet. The dog. Oh, the little Arfie. You know, I hate to say this because you know I always love the sidekick dog, but I didn't buy him. <laughs> hmm. And I liked her his relationship with her, but I did not like his relationship with Sinbad. Did and you... I thought Sinbad treated him poorly. Sinbad also, did treat him poorly. He wasn't very cute. He wasn't that cute. You know? Did you did you read that online that um the dog was like the most the the best uh thing about the movie according to test audiences? <laughs> that was like the only thing. I felt like the writers were doing a couple of like uh <clears throat> men are dog angles there. They were oh, yeah. like uh totally. there was like this whole thing where first of all, whoever was doing this animation had like a huge fetish for like uh like ambushing or capturing women because it's like they were always picking the girls up and like flinging them over their shoulders anyways he throws her into like the basement dungeon of the boat very problematic yeah Yeah. and 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 she comes out of the basement dungeon having put a pink bow on the dog they always this whole movie is just the guy like smothering women the women loving it but anyways they throw her into the dungeon and then like because they can't show the fucking guy ravaging her they show the dog like licking her face help aggressively very weird movie. oh yeah and Watch he kept that saying scene yeah. over again there's a lot of weird dirty stuff going on yeah yeah and, yeah and remember how he kept saying um if the dog hugs your leg that means he likes you and i'm yeah. like he means hump he yeah. means if the dog fucks you it means he likes no, you. no i mean here's the thing there are some overt lines uh, yeah. i think i wrote god i probably wrote one or two well, that, down because it was so shocking the yeah. whole time this so the whole thing where she sneaks onto the boat is like that's like a porn premise where she's like what are we going to do about this situation and then they're even on oh, a yeah. bed for a second yeah. and then <laughs> the big climax is they always have to like simulate the climax so the climax is like he like slings her over his shoulder and then like throws her in a dungeon and then the dog goes and gets her instead of him but then later on in the movie the dog saves all the men's while the women's having her empowerment moment, like steering the ship. So it's like, not only are men dogs, but dogs are sometimes even better than men because they're hornballs and they're like diving into the ocean for these fake women, right? They're like little mystical oh creatures. Oh my God. Matt, yeah. did you go to film yeah. school? Huh? <laughs> did you go to film school? <laughs> no. That is I a- just think he hasn't seen his girlfriend in a long <laughs> enough time, honestly. I can't tell if he's, like, making I, – I, I get most of it. No, there's, like, super – I think – I bet you if you look up online, I bet you someone, like, critiqued this there's movie no as, like, this is, like, the horniest movie of all time. I like, bet you I, I could no, – I bet seriously. you it wouldn't be hard to find a porn version of this. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I just I keep picturing like all of the liquids. <laughs> there's like so many different like. There's like the dog slobber, and then there's like the tree sap. And exactly. Like, no, it's all. These, you're, like, you're seeing it. It's gooey, gooey. it's all over the place. Yeah, no, it's dude. there. It's fucking there. And I, the I sirens. Wanna, like, the sirens are this weird liquid, goopy stuff. I there's, like the sirens. There's literally. I always love a siren. It's probably the most insane animated scene I've ever seen of her like gyrating up and down on his crotch over and over again then a gigantic <laughs> blast of white snow it's like <laughs> it's so apparent what the reference is I wonder if we should even tell our listeners what this movie's about because we really haven't done that at all. <laughs> or just leave oh, it up no. to like if you want to like get kind of turned on by there is, It doesn't there, really matter what it's actually about. There is a reference exactly. to a brothel really early on which is kind of weird because I thought it was a movie for kids and I would imagine like your parents would be like the kids would be like, what's a brothel? Did you notice oh, maybe. that? Maybe. I don't she, remember that. No. She first sneaks onto the boat, and then she finds a bra from a prostitute and says, which brothel oh, did yeah. you go to? Oh, she did. Yeah. Wild. I yeah. mean, I feel like I want to like take this time to like be a, a woman and be outraged, but I actually think this is really funny, and <laughs> I like the perspective, because it's so wild and crazy and would never fucking happen now. There's no way this would ever happen yeah. in this day and age. Um, so, yeah. Oh, so before we move on to ratings, Chelsea, definitely watch the featurette because I know you would yeah. love that. They have a like a half of the thing is about 
the dogs sounds and how they got the dog sounds in the movie <laughs> and it's just like dogs so wild just d- surrounded by microphones just doing stuff like drinking water and just making weird sounds so watch that you'll love that um because there was nothing else to talk about other than the fact that they had an all-star cast all right so let me do the ratings really quickly of what the world thought so imdb gives this a 6.7 out of 10 which i think is pretty high that's- I think that's pretty on on brand. That's about right. Right. Yeah. Brand, yeah. Maybe. That's okay. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a forty five percent. Also that's, fine. I'd say it's pretty. I think that's more accurate. I would agree. And then Metacritic gives them a forty eight percent. Yeah, I mean that those are all F ratings. It, 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 it <laughs> yeah. was a flop artistically, commercially. So, sounds, yeah, that basically everything. just sounds like a report card of of what I would give this movie. <laughs> so so Matt, our litmus. Uh, the one reviewer that we always go to every episode is Entertainment Weekly because they have such wildly varied. You know what? Maybe we should reviews. like for listeners who have never listened to us tell them about our Entertainment Weekly beef. Entertainment Weekly gave the worst movie I've ever seen in my life an A. Which movie? <laughs> it was called Too, Too Young, Young to, to Die. Die. Is it a with Brad Pitt? Juliette Lewis? It was his very first movie. It was his first movie. It was uh, made for TV. It was with Juliette Lewis. Mm. And it was literally, I mean, the worst movie I've ever seen. It's so <laughs> fucking unbelievably bad. Entertainment Weekly showered it with gold and stars and love. And so you just never can predict, predict what Entertainment Weekly is going to be. And Entertainment Weekly is actually like a well-respected review, like movie review, um, website, magazine, etc. So... That's the context. Hmm. So every week we do an Entertainment Weekly review. This one, uh, I will read the review first. I'll read one paragraph of it, and then I will give you what letter they gave it. Okay. It starts, to paraphrase Robert Frost, I'd as soon play tennis with the net down as listen to Brad Pitt star, in quotes, as the animated title hero of Sinbad, Legends of the Seven Seas. There's something structurally amiss in gussying up an average adventure saga exceptionally, unexceptionally reinterpreted with the oral celebrity appeal of Pitt, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. C minus. (laughs) Yikes. But fair. I mean, tough, but fair. They've been spot on recently, honestly. Yeah. So now it's time for our ratings. And so normally we rate the movie itself overall, Brad Pitt's performance, and Brad Pitt's fuckability <laughs> slash what he looks like. This is going to be an interesting one because I think we should rate Sinbad himself. Sinbad's fuckability? Yeah, rate. okay. Um, um, so as our guest of honor, Matt, how would you rate this movie overall? Overall? Uh, out of 10. I would say a five out of ten, probably. A five, right yeah. down the middle. It's like not oh, bad. I, I, well, you know what? Actually, three out of ten because I'm not going to show oh, this thing yeah. to my kids. Like it's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's like, what purpose does it have? I, I think it has no purpose. A three out of ten. Okay. Okay. Michael. Um. I mean, I'll give it a four. It's. I mean, not that it's a good movie, but I. I feel three is just a little too low because I did have fun watching it, but it's. It's. A garbage movie so far. I'm gonna give it a four point six for that island that turns into a fish, and um, because I I liked it. You said a four. I, mean, I didn't hate four point six. I didn't oh. hate it. I mean, I definitely didn't like it. Like it. I love the complexity. I love of the your island score. that turned into. Well, the island turned into a fish, and they walked on its eyeball. And that gave it the. That, yeah. gave it the that point was six. cool. That was the thing that put it over. That upped the points yeah. also. Points for Michelle Pfeiffer because she's my favorite actress of all time, mm. and I love her. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe not of all time, but I do love her. Chelsea, why don't you rate uh, Brad Pitt slash Sinbad's fuckability, his looks, his hair? I mean, originally, Matt, this started we as rating his hair because it changes this. per movie, but now it's sort of broadly looks. So what do you think, Chelsea? So this is a tough one. We've already kind of covered it. He's not my type. He was well drawn, I guess. I don't know. I'll give him a five. Whatever. Okay, uh, Matt. I think he's a handsome character. He's got a big jawline, big old muscles. He takes his shirt <laughs> off a whole lot. Um, yeah, he does. Heroic individual. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a seven out of ten fuckability. Oh, that's not bad. Wow. I think I'm, I'm right there with Matt. I think I might go as a seven because uh, 
he's hot. I mean, if we were rating Kale, by the way, do you think do you think Big Kale has skin in the game with that guy? Is that where he got that name? <laughs> Big Kale was fucking and sucking the prince. <laughs> That's your like fan theory. If you could allow me to indulge, I you know? will fully allow. You. If you could uh, go I... ahead and draw that out for me, I would really appreciate that, just for research purposes. Um. Anyway, mine is gonna be seven two for for Brad's for Sidbad's looks. Um. All right. Now acting his acting performance. I guess just his voice acting performance. Yeah, I'm gonna give him We've like never a, seen this before. I'm gonna give him an eight because it was good. He did his acting was correct he did all the right things but it wasn't like i wasn't blown away but it was fine it was good i thought he had good comedic timing i could never give anything about this movie above a seven (laughs) um so i'll give him a 6.4 okay i felt like in the early parts of the movie there were some exchanges where his voice kind of sounded like a non-playable character in a video game like he wasn't actually responding to his fellow actors he was just saying things in like an isolated uh, way interesting you have a, yeah. i'm gonna give him a five okay that's interesting that you should that you would pick that up because none of the actors actually were in the same room ever they all just recorded their lines separately yeah so maybe that has something to do with it. I feel like that's kind of not his fault because it's like that's the editor's fault yeah. for not giving them proper totally. direction. Like say, oh, you got to be a little yeah. more excited here or whatever. But they're like right in the beginning scene when the book of peace is getting stolen. There were some weird exchanges where I was like, all right, it doesn't even sound like they're talking to each other. Um, yeah, yeah because right. they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Brad Pitt didn't meet until the premiere of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with like Michelle Pfeiffer. Like they actually just – I mean that's the thing. I think overall it's kind of, it was just kind of a lazy movie where they sp- – paid a lot of people to draw and like masturbate for, for years. <laughs> okay i have to ask you guys one more thing okay. okay please in the steering wheel scene she turns away <laughs> and looks over the ocean and when he goes to turn her back around he grabs her boob did anyone else see this what no. you have to look for it he goes with his right hand i had to rewind because like is they did they really draw that and no. he, where normally you would grab their shoulder and turn him around, she, he goes underneath her arm like this, full cup, and then turns her around. Whoa! Wow. So I'm this is like this isn't even. Right now. This is overt. This movie is overtly sexual. It's not over like over and nuanced. over and over. Again. Yeah, they keep throwing it back Damn. in your face. It. I mean, the movie yeah, starts it's... with like this intensely sexual scene with the heiress like trying to flirt with uh, Brad Pitt. You know. Um, yeah. Right. And it kind of just spirals out of control from there. So crazy. <laughs> I'll screen cap. I'll screen cap the the boob grab for you guys and send it to you. Yeah, definitely yes, do that. Yes, and we will put it on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've come to the t- to the time of our ending. Um, yeah, I think that's that's kind of it. So, Matt, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, yeah, seriously, thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, and I can't wait to be on your podcast. How <laughs> many kidding. podcasts are you joining? Because you're on this because you're trying to be on every podcast podcast on the internet I'm trying to right? be on every podcast on the internet me and my me and my team so not just me so my guys are on some podcasts today too um, oh nice how many podcasts are you in so far i think we've recorded eight and we've got like 10 or 15 more scheduled um wow, wow. Yeah, we're trying just i think it's, it's a lot of fun i'm just meeting different podcast people and just hanging out cool yeah i'm honored i'm absolutely honored to yeah so everybody should definitely go follow hard times um it's hilarious and especially if you like punk music because there's yeah a lot of i love how many nuanced punk jokes there are in there that like i I don't know it's just i think it's a very good uh very good page so follow hard times news and hard drive and what's your podcast called again your two new ones it's called the hard times podcast and the other one's called the super mario bros super show show um, you <laughs> that can, sounds fun. You I want to watch that. Listen to that. You can one. find them both just at thehardtimes.net backslash podcast with with an S on the end there. Dope. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And if you like this podcast, you can follow us at this is the Pits Pod on Instagram. I'm gonna put this. And I'm gonna theaters. put this on this. We're gonna track every episode that we're on. We're gonna put this on that page. So oh, awesome. oh sweet, cool. When our our worlds will collide. Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. Thanks so much, Matt. Happy Friday, guys. Yeah, thanks. It was great meeting both of you.